the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, you smart person, you. Thank you for listening. Uh, hot. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. 98 the high. Why not? Uh, oh, I just knocked off the button. Down to 77 tonight. Still on the warm side. Tomorrow hot again. 95 the high. May get a heavy afternoon thunder shower tomorrow. Cool things down a little bit. Phillies won yesterday. It's actually a daytime game. Uh, three to one over the Atlanta Braves. Or actually down one nothing and scored three runs late in the game and Philly's uh, starting pitcher Zach Wheeler talking about they come from behind win. It was nice. Uh, it's just one of those games like you said. You just keep grinding away out there and hoping you know we come around and have faith in these guys and uh, you know Nick had a huge hit right there. JT hustled down the line was able to get us to that point so um, you know, it was hard effort. That's all we could ask for and um, we were able to pull this one out. It was good. Now the Phillies are if I'm not mistaken they're back home now, taking on the Nationals tonight. So if you happen to go to the game, Victoria, you're going to see some new faces. Because uh, yeah. the trade deadline happened while the team was on the road. Uh, and so now they have a few new players, including David Robertson, who actually pitched for the team a couple of years ago. And one of the good things about him is he's a seasoned veteran. He has pitched. In fact, I believe he was on the 2009 Yankees that beat the 2008 Phillies. So he's been around a long time. He's in his late 30s. He's having a good season. He's coming back. And uh, he talked about the fact that when he was here last time, there was some stuff that went wrong a few years ago. Now that he's back and how he's feeling. I mean, I, I was very excited to come here last time. I feel like it was the perfect fit. And then I got there and I just, my body just let me down. I just threw my elbow out. I couldn't pitch. I was no help to the team. Yeah. So I'm back now. We've got a chance to throw. We've got a playoff chance. I'm, I'm excited about it. It's David Robertson. And if you couldn't hear me, he just mentioned he got hurt. That's all he said. And, and when he came here, he was hoping to do better a few years ago and just was not able to physically contribute. But now... And then a stronger place and hoping to do well. Uh, Philly's president of baseball operations, Dave Dombrowski, talked about the different moves that were made, which included bringing on a guy named Thor. You have to love that, Victoria. Noah Syndergaard played for the Mets, had this long, flowing blonde hair, and they nicknamed Thor. Uh, and that was a few years ago, and he's not, he's not quite the same pitcher. The velocity is down a bit, but he's still a good pitcher. And uh, Phillies were able to trade for him at the trade deadline and also defensive-minded outfielder Brandon Marsh to helpfully, helpfully shore, you know, shore things up up the middle. They say in baseball, especially catcher and shortstop, second base, the center field, you want to be real strong up the middle. Because those guys, if you think about it, a center fielder can go left to right and support the left fielder, right fielder, for example. Uh, in any case, uh, Dave Dombrowski talked about you know how much better is his team and what do you think of the changes you were able to make at the uh, trade deadline a couple days ago? I think we're better. I don't think, you know, how much better are we? I, I mean... I know we're a better ball club. I mean, I think we tried to address some certain areas. 
we keep talking about our defense. We, you know, we've also talked about needing a center fielder. And um, we really like Brandon Marsh a lot. think he's a quality young player, a, a gold glove type center fielder from a defensive perspective. Still young and growing from an offensive perspective. But our, uh, our hitting people think that he has some very correctable areas for them to work with have a great deal of faith in them and and it's hard been hard to find a center fielder as you know but so here's a guy that uh, in addition to now Matt barely out there but you feel comfortable putting him out in center and just go get the ball so now you're better defensively out there and then uh, we are looking at it and, and I didn't know we were going to I was starting to think we weren't going to get a starting pitcher um, it became very questionable with just the ask were very high and we really talked about stabilizing then the one part of our club, which has been very good, but even making it better with David Robertson, which we did. We like him a great deal. think he can pitch high leverage innings along with a lot of our other people. And then at the last minute, last 15 minutes or so, Anaheim came back to us and, and asked us uh, about the Syndergaard. We've been talking to them about Syndergaard for a couple of days. And they finally, I guess, whatever else they were working out didn't, didn't work for them. So for me, we were able to add a, a starting pitcher, a bullpen guy, which we like, solidify our ball club from a defensive perspective and everyday position player, and then um, also add with the injury. So I think we're a lot better ball club. we got a tough division and tough people who are in the race, but I think we're better. It's Dave Dombrowski, again, the uh, president of baseball operations for the Philadelphia Phillies on the different moves that they made. And again, yeah, the, the, no, mentioning Noah Syndergaard of the Mets and his nickname Thor, I think going from the Phillies, Victoria, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, Mickey Moniak, who was the number one draft pick overall in all of baseball about five years ago. You're trading Mickey for Thor. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I told you yesterday about that trade, but I mean, hopefully it'll work out. Why didn't honestly. you like the trade? Because he's very young and we uh, drafted him very high and we have a habit of getting rid of a lot of prospects, but let's hope that it pays off well, for this run. Mickey, Mickey, there's a lot of pressure. If you're the number one pick in any sport. I believe it's a pleated farm system. It's, well, look at you, fancy <laughs> want to get real technical he's, here in baseball. Oh, I just, I just, you know, he's batting like, he's batting, I don't think he's batting his weight. He was like 127 or something. Right. He's a rookie. After, well, hasn't been up well long, right? I'm just thinking if you've been around for in the system for five years, there's that thing like, all right, I got to see a little something. And well, I, he could thrive there. In a way, well, I <laughs> think the pressure will be off of him. And actually, I think it benefits the Phillies less is more because as, unless he really, the longer it goes, but unless a guy's thriving, he's like, all right, maybe we should just move on. And so that, that's, that's true. It's one less question that the Phillies have to ask, like, oh, what about Mickey? Is he going to. So, but I hope it works out. Let's hope for the best. Yes, why not? Uh, and I, I still like the idea that it's Mickey for Thor. Uh, in any case, we have a, a, a very special guest joining us in just a little bit. His name is Mike Naraki, and he has joined our program a number of times. The co-creator of the Veggie Tales series, and uh, you know our kids grew up on that, and a lot of folks can identify with that. And he also has done other work called Three Two on Penguins. And lately, in the last few years, a, a series called The Dead Sea Squirrels. It's a book series, but also going to become an animated series. So we're going to talk to Mike at the latest on that. We are on the cusp of our own uh, trading deadline, so to speak. Not really, but we're about to launch a little contest involving the newest book. And it's like an early reader series. And uh, there are nine books so far. I guess the 10th one came out recently. We're going to give that one away. So we're looking for that on the contest page. And perhaps you can win... The newest one is called Risky River Rescue. Say that three times fast, Victoria. Can you do it? Risky River Rescue. 
That's risky, only... risky, risky, risky. <laughs> See? There was going to be a large prize for you if you did it, but unfortunately, I'll have to just keep I the prize. try again later. Yeah, maybe. All right. So, anyhow, he'll be joining our program and some other surprises planned for the show. Before we go any further, though, Victoria, we had a lot of winners. The month has turned into August now. Do you have the handy, the minutes, let's see, the Ministry of the Month winners for July? That was... Uh, uh, leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Yes. Is that in there somewhere? Well, we had uh, a lot. So okay. I'm well, guessing that I'll just go right down the list. Rattle off or the second half of the list. We might have even uh, done some shout outs okay. earlier. But. Well, we'll do a couple. You tell me when to stop. I'll just keep going. <laughs> okay. We have Kelly of Southampton, PA. Michael of West Stepford, New Jersey. William of Westchester, PA. Eva of Bethlehem, PA. My grandma lives there. Hi, Grandma. Matthew nice. of Harleysville, PA. Lori of Shellsburg, PA. Roger of Allentown, PA. Bruce of Brookhaven, PA, lots of PA. Yeah. Joseph of Aston, PA, and Art of Pensacola, New Jersey. That's a lot of winning. So we, we read that off partly to say hi, but also to, to uh, underscore the point that people really are winning things. And, you know, if you're not entering these contests, Victoria, I don't want to say it this way, but they're taking your stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't want to play that card, but I kind of am. You know, are you going to let that guy win all the prizes? We do have a few rules, like you can't win every week or something, every 30 or 60 days, whatever it is. Uh, and there's some other rules. It's all, all the contest rules are on our site. But on the, just kidding. But obviously, I want to encourage you because we have not just the Ministry of the Month, including a new one with New Life Live in August here, but really lots of other contests for you to enjoy. So uh, take part of that as you can at WFIL.com. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with Mike Naraki in just a couple moments. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 414 of the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Uh, we have our special guest, Mike Naraki from the VeggieTales series and Dead Sea Squirrels joining us in a minute. But, but before we get to that, uh, we were mentioning the Ministry of the Month for July before the break and you know, congratulating winners and dovetailing into the new month of August here as our Ministry of the Month is now New Life Live with Steve Arterburn, which is heard weekdays at 1 p.m. and 12 a.m. Every weekday, we're giving away a book called 100 Days to Freedom from Fear and Anxiety. And there's a grand prize of two tickets to Lumina, which is a new one-day women's event at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. This November, we had Steve on the program earlier in the week, and he talked a bit about the Lumina event, of which you would get two tickets should you win the grand prize. You know, rather than filling 18,000 seats in arenas, uh, we're going to the Museum of the Bible where they have this state-of-the-art. It's an auditorium with 365-degree graphics and sound system like you've never heard. So we're going to create the event there. We think it'll be unforgettable. And, um, you know, we've got these great uh, Jen Wilkins, like best-selling author, Bible study leader. She's going to speak. And, and we're just really excited about the event because what we're trying to do is, is bring people, elevate women, uh, equip them with Scripture, help them see how much of a difference uh, when we live and teach and engage with Scripture, it can make on our families and our communities. And uh, I just hope and pray, uh, you know, Nicole C. Mullins is going to speak and perform. She was one of the most sought-after people at Women of Faith, and she's just absolutely tremendous. So uh, I hope, uh, if you haven't heard about it, go to New Life, and there it is. You just click on the section on Lumina, but it is for women, bring a bus, whatever. Uh, there are only, third, I think, 1,300 
uh, seats are going to be available. So okay. very limited. It's November 3rd or 4th. Whichever one you want to go to. That's Steve Arterburn from New Life Live. Again, it's our ministry of the month for August. Each weekday, giving away that book, 100 Days to Freedom from Fear and Anxiety, that Steve wrote. And also, it's, it's a devotional. And uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it and be blessed by it. And then there's also a chance you could win the grand prize, including two tickets to that Lumina event that he mentioned. And Steve also mentioned uh, Nicole C. Mullen, which is a perfect segue, because Nicole C. Mullen, she had a, a number of songs over the years that have been very popular. One of them is called My Redeemer, just a very powerful song. And she also, though, on the other end of the spectrum, did something really fun. She was the lead vocal on the new Larry Boy theme song in the VeggieTales series. VeggieTales had dozens of videos over the years. And at one point, Larry the Cucumber had a character, an alter, whatever, ego character uh, of Larry the... uh, of Larry Boy. And so I'm going to figure because we're going to have Mike Naraki on here, we're mentioning Nicole Simon. What a better time than to play uh, that Larry Boy theme song featuring the voice of my Redeemer, but also the theme song itself, Nicole Simon, at that Lumina event later on this November. This is the Larry Boy theme song, the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Dynamite! AM560, WFIL.com on the app. The Larry Boy theme song featuring Nicole C. Mullen, who again at the Lumina event as part of New Life Live's uh, ministry throughout the year. And you can find out more about that on our site, WFIL.com, because we have that as part of our grand prize, the chance to go to that Lumina event in D.C. in November. Uh, Speaking of Larry Boy, the uh, very good friend of Larry the Cucumber and uh, co-creator of VeggieTales, as well as the recent series we've been talking about on the air over the last few years, the the, uh, um, uh, Dead Sea Squirrels, the one and only world-famous Mike Naraki. Mike, how you doing, man? Tim, so great to talk with you again. <laughs> you, you too. I'm trying to think the last time we connected. It's been a little longer. We often talk uh, maybe a couple times a year, but I think it's been closer to a year since we spoke with you. And uh, I know you're super busy, so thank you for taking time. Today. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. I always love talking to you. I've been buried in, in uh, books and animation and and teaching, so uh, there's been a lot going on, but it's all all been wonderful. Yeah, certainly. Obviously, folks know you from VeggieTales, being a co-creator there, and a very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, among others, uh, but also That's 3 right. 2 on Penguins and uh, the Dead Sea Squirrels the last few years. We've had you on talking about the the chapter books, uh, the, you know, the books themselves, and I know there's more to yeah. it than that. So, um DeadSeaSquirrels.com. Folks can look you up there. But for the few on the planet who are not aware of Dead Sea Squirrels, yes. just give a yes. quick overview of Dead Sea Squirrels, and then we can lead into the, the, the newest book in the series. Yeah, absolutely. It's an early reader series. Uh, uh, eventually, there'll be 12 books. There are 10 that are currently out. Um, and it's sort of an overarching story, uh, you know, that, that kind of unfolds over the, the series of the books, but uh, kind of focused on Michael, who is a little boy going into the fifth grade and his best buddy, Justin. Uh, the first book, they are spending the summer with Michael's dad in Israel, who is he's an archaeologist um, doing a dig at the Dead Sea. And Michael and Justin in a cave run across two dehydrated, salted, crusted Squirrels. They have no idea what they're doing there. Squirrels are not indigenous to the area, um, and that story unfolds over the books. Why? What? What they're doing there? Uh, but uh, they're they're just they're 
dead and petrified, so he thinks. And so he stashes them in his backpack, takes them back home with him to Tennessee as, as souvenirs, um, and uh, sets them up on his windowsill in his bedroom at home with the window open. And they get rained on, and they rehydrate and uh, reanimate and come back to life. And we come to find that they are two squirrels who lived during the first century, during um, the life of Jesus and the apostles, um, who got stuck in this cave and preserved. And so uh, they have the wisdom of the ages and of being, you know, witnesses to the gospels, um, you know, and, and the message is there to share with Michael and his friends as they kind of go through their lives as uh, fifth graders. So that's, that's the basic idea, but then there's a lot of other intrigue and chasing around that happens. And, um, you know, the, once we get into the second uh, part of this, the book series, which is book seven through 12. Um, and, uh, but it's just, it's been so much fun. We've gotten such great reaction from, from uh, readers over the last few years. And we've had a chance to give some of these away over the last, few years too the newest one risky river rescue if i said that correctly um that's right yeah so just also for context do people i might have asked this before but reading one two three four five kind of important or is it okay to get number 10 and then like oh i like this and they go backwards you know it is it, it's it's important to kind of read them all through um you know i suppose you, you could have fun just reading them one at a time but uh, it is, you know, the, 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 the story unfolds book to book and there's a cliffhanger kind of at the end of every book. And, you know, so, uh, you, you kind of want to start at the beginning and, and work your way, work your way back. Okay. Well, that's fine. And just so folks know, we're giving away copies of Risky River, uh, <laughs> tongue twister. Risky, Risky River Rescue. River. It's a, little bit of a, a little bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But we're also giving a grand prize of all 10. So, And they're actually very readable. So it wouldn't take forever to get caught up to the newest one, Risky River Rescue. I know that in yes. the past, the books have had a maybe a main thought and a, a based on this verse. And here's the, here's the nugget lesson like VeggieTales used to do. Is that the same with yes. Risky River Rescue? And if so, what is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar. You know, the, the verse for this, for this book is in, in Luke uh, 1, uh, I'm sorry, Luke 3, 21 to 22, okay. and it's talking about uh, the baptism of Jesus. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. And uh, what's happening in the you know, in the in the latter half of the books. So, you know, when we're introduced to the squirrels in the first, uh, you know, first few books, we find that they are being uh, chased by uh, a guy known known as the man in the suit and sunglasses, who's working for a wealthy artifact collector. Okay. And um, not to not to give too many spoilers, but you know, he's he's successful in in recapturing them and bringing them back to Israel. And in the later half of the books. What, what the books do is they, they plot a course through modern-day Israel that, that reflects sort of the life and ministry of Jesus uh, as, as, you know, he's, uh, you know, from, you know, uh, from Nazareth, where, you know, Mary and Joseph are from, to, you know, uh, Bethlehem, where he was born, to now the Jordan River, where he was baptized, and then we go up to Galilee and then into Jerusalem, finally, for, you know, Easter. Um, so we're able to, you know, kind of expose kids to this is a real place with real geography. I was kind of a, a map kid when I was, you know, when I was a kid and I mm. love, you know, reading, you know, Lord of the Rings or Narnia where they had the maps and I'd say, Oh, this is where they went. And this is where they went. Um, <laughs> and it's been so much fun doing that with, 
and 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 I've learned a lot just reading, you know, just just researching, you know, the the what the what the lands the Bible talks about are real places and they exist, you know, on the planet and you know there's there's you know they can be visited today and so so retracing those steps in modern day Israel to reflect on you know the the real place where where Jesus lived and walked the earth has been great and so that's a great lesson for kids and you know it incorporates. Incorporates the you know kind of the topic and the lesson into the into the story itself as the, the the story of the squirrels unfolds. Folks, just tuning in, we chat with Mike Naraki, co-creator of the VeggieTales series, many other creative endeavors, and the Dead Sea Squirrels. Most recently, the last few years, the newest book is called Risky River Rescue. It's volume ten out of twelve. Uh, have you ever been to Israel by chance, or wanted to go but just haven't been able to? That's it. Wanted to go, haven't been able to. You know, in in writing the series, I was really over the last couple of years. I really wanted to try to get there, but COVID stopped me. You know, because it would have been a great. You know, just I just needed to do a ton of research. But sure, um, you know, Google has been my friend <laughs> these last <laughs> yes. few years. But I am keyed up. I'm ready to go. I'll, I feel like uh, you know I, I've gotten to know it so well just in the vast amount of research I've done over the last few years. I, you know, I can't I can't wait to see these places. It's interesting to me that you say you were a map kid and uh, that those intrigued you because I know I wanted to understand when I would read Lord of the Rings or anything that involved the mountains of this uh-huh. Mordor or this or that. But I'm like, no, wait, uh-huh. where is that again? I, I, I think I'm a little. <laughs> I need reassurance when I'm watching uh, anything, a movie, like if I'm watching. Uh, Avengers or something. It's like, you know, where, which film was he in? And he's that person's dad or what? And my, my kid's like, dad, it's easy. Uh, bop, 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 yeah. bop. I'm like, it's not easy. I'm trying to, my brain's full. Help me understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And I, and that's what I loved about the books with Lord of the Rings is that he's like, oh, where are they? And then you, so you flip to the back of the book and you look at the map and it's like, oh, okay, there's where they are. And we do the same thing in the squirrels books. We include those maps to say, oh, okay, you know, this is where, you know, Ein Karim is, which is a suburb of Jerusalem, modern-day Jerusalem, which is where Elizabeth, uh, Mary's relative, lived, you know, back, you know, in, in the first century. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's, those sort of things to kind of place, you know, just place those in, in, on a real map in a real place for, for kids. In the back of the book, too, because I know in previous ones you have a kind of a, a who's who for context. So uh-huh. people, if, if it is the first time they pick up volume, you know, not one, but they pick up two, three, yeah. or ten – they could say Michael is here and Justin is this person and Mr. Nemesis is the cat, you know, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have like a little index, you know, for, for, you know, describing the characters. And then, and at the beginning of every book, we do have like a recap of what's going on. So if you do happen to kind of come into the books, you know, on an odd number, you know, you can kind of figure out, okay, this is what's going on, but it is, you know, I think it's much more fun for kids to start at the beginning and, and, uh, and then go from there. If folks go to DeadSeaScrolls.com, they will see that uh, more than the literary part, there's actually an animated part coming. So just tell whatever you want to tell about that. Um, and was that in mind all along before you even wrote you know, the first book? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I've had this concept in my brain for, wow, over a dozen years probably. And mm. it was sort of came out of – the desire to tell more New Testament stories. One of the one of the lines we drew in the sound early on with Veggie Tales was to never depict Jesus as a vegetable, just because you know we were you know we took a, we had a lot of fun with our vegetables and sure you know there could be a veg, vegetable Moses and a vegetable Daniel right. you know all of that but but we just thought you know that that just would be going too far. 
Uh, and we were able to tell a couple, you know, we did, we did retellings of the Christmas story and the Easter story, but we kind of had to do that in ways that, that kind of, you know, didn't show Jesus, you know, as a vegetable, but I just really wanted to, um, to have a vehicle to be able to do that with a new series. And so, um, you know, this, this bad pun of the Dead Sea Squirrels based off of obviously Dead Sea Squirrels uh, popped into my mind <laughs> uh, many years ago. And so I started, you know, kind of forming a world around that as a way to say, okay, what, what, what would happen if we had two first century characters that somehow got preserved in time you know, a la Encino Man, <laughs> you right, know, and right. appeared in the, in, the, in the modern world to be able to share those stories, but really as a way to say, yeah, this is a great way to, uh, you know, tell, uh, share, share more New Testament stories with kids in, ways that, that, in a way that's fun and fresh and, you know, um, uh, just uh, really, you know, uh, engages their attention uh, in, with modern kids that are, you know, just going through their, their modern lives and, you know, referencing, you know, these stories from, uh, from the Bible. So um, that's, that, that's kind of what started it. And, and of course, my um, background is all in animation. So I thought, okay, this would be a great animated series. Uh, so when I left Big Idea full time in 2016, um, you know, I started to, uh, you know, kind of, start to develop this idea as an animated series. And a friend of mine who um, is now my literary agent who had spent his you know career in the book world said, Hey Mike, have you ever, have you ever considered this as an early reader series? And I, I thought that was a great idea. So I went away and did some research and figured out, okay, maybe this is how I could, you know, work this into a, uh, you know, a book series. And uh, he just set up a meeting for me with the publisher and I pitched it and, and, and uh, with Tyndale, they loved it. And I started writing the books and it's just been so much fun. I mean, I've done, you know, a lot of screenwriting in the past, but it's just been so much fun to, uh, you know, write to be read and, you know, uh, you know, be able to use uh, internal dialogue and narrative commentary and stuff that yes. you can't do in a screenplay. And it's just so much fun, but I have wanted to animate them the whole time. And, uh, Steve Taylor, who you may recognize that name, as sure. uh, I want to be a clone guy. So Steve and I work together at Lipscomb University. Uh, we both teach in the film department there, and I also teach in animation. But we worked out a way to actually produce an animated series out of the school. And so we uh, found some folks who, um, some some just wonderful donors to you know, support uh, an animated series. And so uh, we've got 13 episodes fully funded with animation. We're working with an animation partner. Both we're, we're using students to do the animation uh, a couple minutes per episode, but then every episode's 22 minutes. And so the remainder of the episode, uh, we're working with a professional animation studio yeah. um, to bring these shows to life. And it's just going so well. And we're about halfway through animating the whole series and very close to making a big announcement to folks in terms of where these are going to live, where people are going to be able to watch them. So okay. in the coming weeks and months, That's in good. the coming weeks and months, we'll be able to announce that. That's great. Mike Naraki, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFL in Philadelphia, VeggieTales co-creator, voice of Larry the Cucumber, among others, 3-2 uh, on Penguins, Dead Sea Squirrels, the newest endeavor in the last few years, DeadSeaSquirrels.com. You find out more. The books we were talking about, uh, Volume 10, we're giving away at the present time. Uh, if you want to go to our site, WFL.com, you can get entered to win. or uh, That'll be up there soon. Um, and the newest book is, uh, is called R- Risky River Rescue, a couple more volumes to come. So if I'm hearing you right, it's actually a, a sidestep in a way to do the end. You were, you're focused on the animated side. Then you had someone suggest, how about making this a reader series? And if that yeah. that's the case, then maybe have you found that that's actually going to turn into like even better 
potentially the animated series because you've actually well, actually worked out the bugs, but you've actually spent time on this marinating over oh, time, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm finding that it's just like, yeah, yeah, because I've been working on this book series for while, well, like four years now, you know, taking the time to really develop the stories, um, you know, now that we're seeing them in animation, it's like, wow, this is coming together so well, you know, I, with, with all those years in VeggieTales, I recognize the hardest thing to ever get down um, in developing or in putting out a, an animated episode was the story, getting the story to work. Um, and with VeggieTales, all the stories were sort of self-enclosed, you know, like little mini movies. But this one is, you know, this one's like a, you know, uh, a bingeable series where all the parts have to connect and, you know, this has to connect with the last one. And, and having that time to, to really develop it uh, has been fantastic. And, um, you know, I, I'm just so thankful and so blessed that, um, you know, uh, I, I, we've been able to do this. It's just, it's just very, very exciting. Mike Naraki, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show, VeggieTales co-creator, voice of Larry the Cucumber, among others, and of course the Dead Sea Squirrels' most recent endeavor, DeadSeaSquirrels.com for info. Quick break, we'll keep our conversation going in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 439 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. Our guest today, Mike Naraki, the co-creator of VeggieTales. Our kids grew up on so many of those uh, those movies and songs like Where Is My Hairbrush and Song of the Cebu, I Love My Lips from the Early Days and many other fun ones. Then from there, uh, there was a, also another series that grew called 321 Penguins. If you have not seen that, it's a fantastic series to check out. And in more recent times, the last several years, Mike has been working on a series called the Dead Sea Squirrels, which you can find out more about online, deadseasquirrels.com. It's a literary series, an early reader series with 12 books planned. And we're about to, not quite yet, but in the next maybe day or two, going to have book 10 up for grabs where you can win that plus a grand prize of the entire set of up till 10 because that's what's out so far so be looking for that in the next day or two maybe early next week just depends when we get everything together but that's coming so we're looking forward to being able to do that and in the meantime uh, glad to have Mike Naraki joining us on the program to talk about uh, not only the literary part but the fact that it's becoming animated which is uh, brings us to our point right now on our chat Mike because you have an amazing team of people working with you uh, on the animated series, uh, including folks that you've worked with in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so obviously, Steve Taylor, Steve, Steve, and I got to know each other back during the VeggieTales years when he wrote some songs for us uh, for our feature films. He wrote the um, uh, the, the the song for um, the Newsboy song for the credits on Jonah because he was he produced for the Newsboys for a number of years right. uh, in the belly of the whale. And then he did another song for us for the Pirates Didn't Do Anything. And so I got to know Steve over the years and then um, began working with him more and more, you know, in the last five or six years. And he's just, he's an incredible, you know, networker and creative, you know, force. So that's been so great getting to, to work with him. He's, he's the main producer on the show. And Tom Bancroft, who is a world-class, you know, ex-Disney animator, uh, worked the big idea also for a number of years. But he, he animated uh, Simba on The Lion King and worked on Little Mermaid and, you know, just tons of those classic Disney films. But he started the animation program at Lipscomb. And 
was our animation supervisor for the first few episodes and helped get us get that up and going and get you know the character design kind of translated from book form to animation form. There's little tweaks that you kind of have to make when you do that. Uh, so that's been so fantastic. And Chun Li Fong, who is also one of our producers, he's just got a uh, uh, he's a great creative and a, just a, a wonderful business guy. And, you know, and then the facilities that we have at our disposal with, you know, at the, at the university. And so it's, it's a really a win-win for the students, for, for the production. And it's just amazing to see how God has orchestrated all this and how it's all coming together. Amen. I know you're super busy. Just the last couple quick questions. One is, in general, for an appreciation standpoint, whenever the animated series for the Dead Sea Squirrels comes out, is there something that uh, people could know about it that would help them appreciate the work that went into it, maybe one aspect of the process that takes a lot more time than you might think or that you might like <laughs> to take, but it has to be done. Has to be done to do it right. Yeah, well, I, you know, the biggest thing that I, that the first thing that comes to my mind is just how many people are involved in an animated series and just the expertise and the talent and the love and the care that people pour into this. You know, I think of. You know, everybody from, you know, Seth Worley, who's uh, doing the he's doing the screenplay adaptations from my books, who's just just an incredible writer, super funny guy, you know, just takes these stories and amps them up even more to, you know, the voiceover actors who come in and voice the show. I do the voice for Merle Squirrel, but just working with some really just top class folks, you know, for, for voice acting, just bringing these to life. And then they go to the animators um, and they, you know, continue, it continues to build and get better and better and better. And then Kurt Heineke, I'm working with again, Kurt did, you know, all the music for VeggieTales. He's doing all the music, uh, all the scoring. And I'm working with him on the songs. Every episode has a song. I'm writing songs, Steve's writing songs. And then Kurt's helping to produce all those as is John Mark Painter, who is another great musician who Steve Taylor has worked with for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, just all these incredible people coming and putting in their talents or God-given gifts and just, you know, making this thing come alive. It's just so, uh, such an incredible thing to see happen. And so, yeah, so that's what I would say, just, you know, the, the amount of talent and dedication and gifting it takes to, to bring something like this that, to life. No, that's really good because in our culture, there's no slam on anybody, but things get easier and easier and you can scroll through life with a thumb. Uh, it can be easy for someone to just take things for granted and uh, on some level yeah. at least. And, and we're not going to all appreciate everything you do, obviously, because it's your job, you're living and breathing yeah. it and the calling God has for you. But it, I think it's good for oh, you yeah. to step back and say how much actually goes in. Sometimes we'll watch a movie, we'll let the whole credits roll by. Just to understand, yeah. man, this thing is really long. How many people are on? 278, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, and, and, and I, you know, people spend, you know, uh, you know, take a Pixar movie, for instance, you know, they'll spend four or five years on that and, you know, hundreds of people, four or five years. But as a moviegoer, you know, I, I've been guilty of this. You know, you, you, you watch this thing that people have, have bled over and just, you know, just just put their heart, soul, and mind into for five years, and you, you sit there and you get to the end, you're like, yeah, that was pretty good. I like their last one better. I don't want to be in the room with you when that happens. Like, I'm sure you're used to it, but yeah. But, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's true, and I felt the same thing. You know, with with you know with our sales projects and with, with our you know especially the features. You know, you, you work on them for so long, and it's just can be they can be so consumable. You know, by people, and it's like no man, so much goes into this, and and making a making a movie, making a good movie is so hard to do. That's why there's not a lot of them. <laughs> so, yes, but uh, no, yes, yeah. but. Uh, I, I think I told you before what Steve Taylor told me. Uh, I interviewed him twenty, maybe twenty years ago in Nashville. At one point, he's been on a number of times, yeah. but he, he had just he was working on a film at the time that was still in, in progress. And he says, "Tim, I realize how much money it takes and time to make a bad movie." Like he was basically <laughs> saying, after making albums on a controllable budget and a finite, more finite timeline, all the variables yeah. and putting a film together. And yeah. all whatever is just he says this is like a new ground for me that I'm not really liking, but I'm doing it anyway. It's it turned into five years, <laughs> I think, to do a film. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's so true. There are so many variables, variables, you know. And um, you know, obviously, you got to start with a great script, but um, you know, even that that's that's hard to do to be able to you know engage uh, an audience, you know, for 90 minutes in, in a story that they're going to feel and care for the characters about, you know, so it just takes a lot. And, you know, I, and I feel, um, you know, it, it is a craft and, you know, and obviously, um, you know, there's plenty of folks in Hollywood who've been doing it for decades who, you know, know how to tell good stories, but I feel as believers, you know, I think, you know, Christians who are filmmakers are, and want to carry their worldview into what they do are getting better at doing that. And as they do that, that's just going to, you know, make better stories and make uh, for better connection with the characters who, who um, carry that worldview. And I think that's super, super important. Um, that's a, that's that. a great point. Cause you can learn from all, you know, anybody, but at the same time, the importance of having people with this, with the, they understand why you're doing what you're doing. I think that's, that's probably got to be super important for this whole process for you to, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and you know, you know, everything has its place, you know, like you can go hear a great preacher, they can, they can give a great sermon, you can even get a lot out of that. But a film is not a sermon, you know, a film is a different art form, and it's a different way to tell stories. And, you know, you really, to make a, a good visual story, you have a different set of tools that you need to approach. And so, you know, it's, it's not an, it's not a, it's not another place to, to give a sermon. And so, you know, how do you, how do you incorporate those same ideas and those same, you know, worldviews into something that you're going to connect with a character with, you're going to feel real, real emotion for, and you're going to be really engaged with um, as, yeah. as a story, as a well-told visual story. So yeah, it's, 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 it takes a lot to be able to do that. Last thing for you, Mike, and I love this because on the dead sea squirrels.com site, if, if folks can just tune in, Mike Naraki been our guest today on the program with the Tim DeMoss show and WFI in Philadelphia, VeggieTales co-creator, voice of the cucumber, dead sea squirrels, the most current project, uh, three, two, one penguins, one of my personal favorites, favorites over the years also uh a parenthesis here is there any potential news on that front a gold-plated usbs with previous material anything anything to look forward to potentially or is, is that is that a, like the squirrels like set in stone <laughs> in the oh, beginning? oh you mean you mean uh, <laughs> yeah i just I was curious oh, if there's man. any news ever like a, even in the distant horizon or or previous material that was un- re- unreleased or whatever uh, I love I, that series. You know, not not to my knowledge. I, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I loved uh, that that series as well, and obviously it has a, a close place in my heart from uh, its origins in Lake Wall and Pulpack yes. <laughs> near Scranton. <laughs> so we're I spent a lot of my childhood growing up, but um, uh, yeah. So I don't have any any new news on that. Um, okay, that, that's that, fine. You know, 
yeah, Penguin's along with Veggie Tales is owned by uh, Universal, so you know they may they may resurrect that one of these days, but I'm not sure. They have a, we we quote them every now and again for whatever reason. <laughs> Our family, our kids, <laughs> landing it. gear. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, but on the Dead Sea Scrolls part, what's cool? It's on the site now. Of course, there's a literary series uh, that book ten. You know, folks can enter to win a copy of that Risky River Rescue. Uh, two more volumes to come. Then the animated series. To keep up on what's going on, it's very much a, w- a welcoming thing on the DeadSeaSquirrels.com site. Here's how you can keep up. Uh, is there any way for people to support the squirrels, if I can put it that way, with regard to the endeavor? Because it's, it's you want to be against certain things in culture, right? But you also want to put your voice oh, in yeah. where you're, what you're for. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tim. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So folks, obviously they can go to the site, they can sign up to, you know, here, we have a sign up page to, you know, kind of to hear more about, you know, news as things come out. But yeah, maybe just, you know, buy the books, you know, they're available on Amazon and uh, you buy the books, leave a, leave a review, uh, you know, after you've read them, an honest review. And uh, it's, it's neat to see how these books are, you know, affecting kids. And I, we just had so much great uh, feedback from them. But, yeah, that'd be a great way just to support the book series, you know, before before the animated series comes out. Okay. No, that's great. That's good. We encourage people to do that, and we're excited to be able to give away the new copy. And great to hear your voice again, as always. Tim, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the time, and uh, God bless you. You too. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, joining our program today. What a what a great guy. Known him for a lot of years, Victoria, and just a super creative, super godly guy. And in in through you know the culture, putting together quality content, and it's always great to have him on. And we're glad to be able to let people know about the latest thing he's doing. So stay in touch, DeadSeaSquirrels.com, about the literary series as well as the upcoming. Uh, video series. After our break, Victoria is going to do a few shout outs. Uh, our text line, if you want to ever do that for a birthday or a hello, whatever, is 610 500 Dove, 610 500 3683. You can have that for contests or other things too. So, but the shout outs for some of the contests we've had recently, Victoria, right? You got those names handy. Plus, Victoria's been practicing off mic all hour to see if she can say Risky River Rescue three times fast. Do you think you're going to be able to do it? I could. I don't know. Okay. Do I get a prize? You get, well, well, let's just see if we can. You know, okay. Uh, you can do it. Risky River Vet Rescue is the new, see, I had trouble talking to Mike about it, is the new book in the uh, series from Mike Naraki and Dead Sea Squirrels. We're going to be giving that away in the near future. So we're trying to practice saying it because we're going to be promoting it for a while. And, you know, it's not going to be the easiest thing. So Victoria's going to lead the way on this and hopefully say it three times fast after the break. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 455 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. A few things to tie up the program here with. Uh, First of all, let's get right to it. Victoria, you have some congratulations as we wrapped up the month of July and headed into August. We didn't get a chance necessarily yet to do some shout outs to people who won stuff. So this is like icing on the cake for them. We had a, a study with friends giveaway. Holly, Holly, I can't say this either. Holly Lazaro. It's hard for me to 
speak today or in general. Anyhow, a study with friends airs Saturday nights on WFIL, and it's been on the air with us for a long time. We're going to hopefully, hopefully have Holly on the program in the next few weeks. But we were giving away a study guide uh, and, and a DVD throughout the month of July. So you have some winners to just you know reiterate that they actually won these and all that. Yes, we have Cipriana, Denise, Diane, Donna, Joyce, and Ronald, all of Philadelphia. Nice. Good. Anybody else? Uh, those are the ones from Holly. I could read the entire list. I <laughs> sure. just picked a couple off yeah. there. We have Allie, uh, Flemington, uh, Anna from Maple Shade. Okay. Uh, these are New Jersey girls. Yeah. Uh, we have Beth of uh, Levittown, Bob of Mays Landing, New Jersey, Colette of Collingdale, PA. Alliteration going on. Yeah, Always Henry of Kennett Square. Uh, are you... Want me to keep going? <laughs> sure, why not? All right, James of Pottstown, Lisa of Richboro, Prudence of Bear, Delaware, Rhonda of Camden, New Jersey, Rita of Southampton, Ruth of Reading, PA, and Yolande of West Lawn, PA. Look at that. They're all over the place. People that went in left and right. And you can do the same with the Ministry of the Month and or all the other contests we have going. So do that. One other one we had, the Salem Book of the Month for July. Yes. Which was uh, Don't Take the Bait to Escalate, J.P. Leitner. We had them on the show the last day of the month, I think, in the podcast that in our homepage at WFIL.com. We had, what, five winners for yes, that? And yes. who were they? We had Joel from Bryn Mawr, Kimberly of Maple Shade, New Jersey, Rebecca of Mount Laurel, New Jersey, Reggie of Lawrenceville, New Jersey, and Tina of Philadelphia. Okay. So congratulations to all those folks. Now... I will mention our text line, 610-500-DOVE. Victoria's preparing to say Risky River Rescue three times fast here in a second. But I had a text the other day from a mom who was entering to win a gift card. We were giving those away. And uh, it turns out that, uh, you know, her daughter, it was like her daughter's 10 or 11 or whatever. And it's like, you got to actually be 18. So she's like, okay, don't even worry about it uh, uh, because she just wanted to hear her name on the radio. So, hi, Amelia. Uh, This is a few days ago. And... We do. And it's like you know, we can do shout outs on the show. We haven't talked about that much, but if you ever want to do a shout out or a or a happy birthday or greeting to a friend or something, you can feel free to text our text line six ten five hundred Dove Victoria. We have forty seconds left, just enough time for you to say Risky River Rescue three times. Risky River Rescue, Risky River Rescue, Risky River Rescue. You did Yay! it! Wow, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm inspired. Everyone is dancing around now. There'll be a little something. Do I get a prize, Tim? There'll be a little something next to your paycheck, I'm sure. <laughs> so, congratulations. Risky River Rescue is the new uh, book from Mike Naraki and the Dead Sea Squirrels. We'll be giving that away in the near future. So, keep an eye out on our contest page, WFL.com, for that. And we have a grand prize of all 10 books in the Dead Sea Squirrels series as part of that, too. Pretty cool. Alistair Begg, Truth for Life is next. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.